this is Russ Hackman, host of The Wall Street Sweeper. Coming up next, the Fed has surprised the markets and interest rates are continuing to climb. Volatility is back on Wall Street in both the stock and bond markets, and we'll be talking about ways to shelter your retirement from the Wall Street casino. And now, The Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Sweeping away the clutter up Wall Street. Once again, Russ Hackman is here. It is the Wall Street Sweeper. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Our get together with Russ and uh, with Claire here, the, the Jack Young, the team at Hackman Wealth Partners every week where they can get together with you at one of their four offices around Boston, Hingham, Wakefield, Waltham, and downtown talking about your retirement. Russ, 25 years in the financial industry, early years on Wall Street trading desk. And we'll get to this week's uh, Wall Wall Street update, the market update, but Russ, first, exciting news about what we're doing today. First off, what are we doing on the show? Well, we're playing Financial Jeopardy, right? It's not yes. one of these game shows. I've had a few clients say, like, I like it when you do those game shows. Yeah. So we're going we're yeah. to give we're gonna give one of those It's going to be fun. Yeah. And I guess before we get to that, uh, well, I was uh, telling you before, uh, Dave, uh, last week I had the opportunity to travel with my father, was uh, in Munich and in Bordeaux. My father's 82. He worked actually in this business until he was 80. And wow. so, so when clients say, well, Russ, are you going to retire uh, and, and not take care of me? Uh, and, I say, and I'm 53, right? I say, well, no, I got a long At least long 27 years you've got me. Long, long way to go. We also have a, a great team. Team behind me so that's yeah. you know the other question i guess what happens if you get hit by a bus right so we got a great team that but whoever <laughs> really gets hit by a bus you know we yeah, always say always that you know other. i think ahead, it's sorry. so cool that you and your dad went on the trip uh and uh that that's just great 82 and um Still going strong. Uh, did did a little Oktoberfest, you said? Yeah, we did. We drank some beer at the Oktoberfest, which was just good old fun. And uh, we drank some wine in Bordeaux, uh, saw some friends there. Uh, you know, obviously all of that in, in moderation. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was good fun. And, and you know, I've traveled with my dad since I was a kid. And, you know, he was kind of pointing out, hey, now you're the one taking care of me. So <laughs> kind of a tender <laughs> moment there. But That's great. And then... Uh, yeah, terrific family time. And then, uh, you know, as we as, you know, coming back, keeping our eye on the markets, obviously, you know, we were talking really as the summer was ending about, hey, falls a volatile time. It very often is. And like, here we go. Right. So uh, last week, I think people know that uh, over the last several days, the Fed, the markets have been bouncing around pretty good. The main cause of that, it, it's it's uh, a little tricky to understand. But basically, the Fed saying uh, in their meeting last week, hey, you know, we're we're going to be even a little more aggressive. We might raise rates further. We're still concerned mm. about inflation. Anyone thinking we're cutting rates soon? You know, no. And, you know, this kind of straight up market that we had had from January through July with the S&P up about 19 percent, the Nasdaq up more, you know, was really people getting front of the Fed cutting rates. And the Fed's kind of saying, uh, -uh we're not cutting rates soon. Right. So that knocked the markets down, yeah. both the stock and the bond markets down um those bond funds continuing to fall so just going through some of the, of the statistics you know the s p was up 19 percent only up 11 percent now for the year uh the um uh, the uh s p what they call equal weight so we've talked about dave and our listeners will remember We've talked about you know you can remove the impact of these large technology stocks from 
the S&P and say, well, what is the broader market up really if you pull out those seven or eight big technology stocks? Well, that index is really only is basically break even for the year. Right. It was up maybe five percent. So we've been talking about in this show, we've been a little concerned about the market breadth, sort of the real sort of depth to the rally that we had. And it's kind of weakening. And the other thing we're noticing is, you know, the continued decline in bond funds. So you now have most bond funds were down 15, 20 percent last year, really down uh, even more this year uh, or, you know, additionally this year. So if we look at some of the uh, large bond funds, some of them are down three to even 10% this year. And Dave, I was telling you earlier, there's some bond funds that since the beginning of 2022, mm -hmm. one of the biggest bond funds is uh, TLT. It's the long bond fund. Uh, it's down about 40%. Man, that isn't scary, right? Uh, right? Uh, most yeah. bond funds aren't down that much, more like 20. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, really, as we continue to talk about bonds not being the place for your safe money, that, um, you know, the standard 60-40, 70-30 models on Wall Street are broken and haven't been something that we've advised for quite some time. Uh, and you really need to have your safe money elsewhere away from bonds. You know, that's just, you know, surprisingly even getting hit worse again this year. So mm -hmm. uh, a good time to transition to our first opportunity on the show for folks to call in. Come in and see us for a second opinion. You're seeing those portfolios, almost no matter who you are, decline again across both stocks and bonds. A good time to come in for a second opinion to the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. No cost, no obligation. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Again, 617-674-2000. Coming up on the Wall Street Sweeper, we'll bring into the studio Hackman Wealth Senior Vice President Clear here. joins us in the studio now on the Wall Street Sweeper. Clear here is Senior Vice President and Partner at Hackman Wealth Partners and a part of this show, along with Russ and Jack Young, getting out really critical information for those, uh, everyone really in our financial lives, but especially those who are nearing retirement or in retirement. And Clear, welcome to the show again. It's great to have you and you and Jack uh, are such great additions to the show every week. Glad to be back. So very happy to be here today. Yeah, you're going to share a, another case study with us. And I, these are great as always because they're relatable. And in this case, uh, you have uh, a story on uh, someone uh, uh, in the healthcare profession and how you were telling me that they really made the decision to change direction after meeting with you. Yes, it was sort of an interesting story. So I had a female client. She was in the healthcare industry in her early 60s, and she really wanted to retire. And however, she was making a relatively high salary. So I think that often makes people think, gee, if I retire now, what happens to my salary? But mm. you know, she was curious about that. And she had not, you know, she'd worried that she might not have had enough money, but she had decided that she would start to meet with financial advisors. And she had come very close to transferring over management of her 403B to another big box firm. And so at that point that we met, sort of in our initial meeting, she had that transfer in place. 
But about 45 minutes into our meeting, she said, gee, you know, I had my, me personally, had answered more of her questions and increased her understanding of her current portfolio than the existing firm she was working with. So she said, gee, you know, these are great, you know, and different solutions to a proposed retirement plan for me. So she said, let's get on the phone with Fidelity. Now, Fidelity was a custodian and they were about to transfer her money. And so she had her pending transfers canceled right on the spot. So wow. it was okay. a pretty interesting situation. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, do you get the sense that maybe you, a lot of it was because you took the time with her and, you know, did some digging and, and talking to her? I think so. I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily time because she had said that she had spent, you know, over a year talking to, to this other advisor. And she said, I was, she was very surprised that she said, I often came away from these meetings and I didn't really understand what the person was explaining to her. And she also felt that she wasn't getting maybe the best output that she was, you know, that she desired. So she said, you know, it really became sort of clear to her what was going on. And she said, I really like these new ideas. And maybe it was just a way of, you know, talking to her and explaining, con you know, complex subjects in a more simple manner. But it was interesting that her decision was influenced by the fact that I think she thought we could serve her needs better. So, you know, again, we design these complete retirement mm -hmm. plans. We make them as easy to understand as we can, and we want to make sure that we meet our clients' objectives. Yeah, you know, I think that's so important to make sure that that we, that we coming to you have an understanding of it, and not just an understanding, but really an ownership of it, and that that comes with the understanding. So, where was she? she was ready then? It sounds like to go ahead and 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 launch retirement. Although it sounds like maybe as understandably, most people are a little apprehensive about severing ties with those paychecks. Yes, no, exactly. And I think that's one big thing. You know, it, it's interesting if you start to look at people's payroll stubs, and I've been doing this a lot recently, and you start to see all the deductions that are coming out of their payroll every week or every two weeks, how often they get paid. It's interesting that you might think that you have a high salary, but once you, you know, also people are doing their 401k contributions mm -hmm. and they're doing some FSA or HSA medical contributions. And all of a sudden you're like, take home pay as much as smaller than you had anticipated. Right, so, right. You know, we, do, we do adjust for that in our plan. So we, we obviously adjust for taxes that are deducted, but for all these other deductions that people don't often think about, it really does affect their take-home pay. You know, I love these case studies because obviously we don't give um, any any information out, but you give us kind of the the overall, the picture of it, what it's like meeting with you, and it's a little peek behind the curtain. So what are some of the things that you looked at and, and, and showed this person in the, the infrastructure of her plan that made her feel even more confident about it? Well, I think one of the big things is sort of an income strategy, and people approach that in different ways. So if you do look at someone's budget, for example, and then you sort of grow that by inflation during their retirement years, and you say, gee, what are the sources that are going to meet, what are the sources of income that are going to meet this budget? And often, you know, besides Social Security, they may or may not have a pension. So there are ways to structure investments to provide more income and meet that gap. So that's one thing that, you know, stands mm -hmm. out. And, you know, we have specific ideas about that. And again, there's also ways to, to, to discuss with them protecting their, their, you know, hard-earned savings and how important that is and not, you know, taking on too much risk. You know, obviously we've seen the stock market up and down again, especially like this past week, it went down quite a bit and it seems to be very volatile still. But, you know, people still have that mindset of, gee, I, you know, had made so much money over the last 10 years in the stock market, even though we had a 
you know, drop in 2022. I'm still anxious to make that money back, but they, again, don't realize that that's not always the appropriate level of risk to take for their age or for their impending retirement. Yeah, exactly. And now with uh, the graying of not just this country, but uh, but the world, are you getting more questions and concerns about uh, the possibility of long-term care and what they could put in place now? Definitely. And I think, you know, one thing that we've noticed is very few people, you know, had purchased long-term care policies, even when they were affordable, which was probably 20 years ago. And so now it's pretty unaffordable. And most people can find, sometimes there's a hybrid policy that might work, but they tend to be quite expensive. So we really do steer people towards sort of self-insuring to the extent that they can and using their existing assets if they need to for any like unexpected emergencies or unexpected hospitalizations or having to move to a long-term care facility. So all of those different things will impact, you know, people, you know, what they can you know afford to do in terms of retiring with enough medical, um, you know, medical assets that can, you know, meet those needs when they get older. Yeah. I mean, I think of you and really the team is really the, the fear whisperers because uh, people do come to you understandably with fears, the big fear running out of money in retirement, uh, now fear of longevity. I know that sounds crazy, but it's good news that we're living longer, but you need to try to remove the risk out of the term longevity risk. That's what it's all about. The whole planning process, uh, just like that person from the healthcare industry, you know, uh, Claire shared a little bit of how that conversation went. You can have your very own conversation if you take the time to call in and schedule with clear jack russ and the team and that opportunity is right now yes and so we'd really like to invite anyone that has over five hundred thousand in assets saved and that does not include your real estate or your home but please give us a call and we'd be happy to offer you a complimentary consultation and meet your and help you meet your financial objectives and as always on this show this is available to the next five calling in at no cost no obligation 617-674-2000 617-674-2000 to schedule what they do is they they take a custom approach they take the time to learn about you not only what you're bringing to the table, but your concerns, uh, your dreams of your retirement, how you see your retirement so that if you go forward with the planning process to mold that to what you want out of your retirement and a longer retirement now than ever. To schedule again, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. And coming up, Russ is back in the studio. get a clear picture of your financial life so critical especially if you're near retirement this is the wall street sweeper with russ hackman president of hackman wealth partners and it is financial literacy month or actually it will kick off sunday october 1st and that we usher in financial literacy month so with that in mind what better way to put all that we discuss on this show to the test than by playing financial jeopardy So we're ready to get into it. This is Financial Jeopardy. Please welcome today's contestants. Today's contestant is the president of Hackman Wealth Partners. That is (laughs) Russ Hackman. Russ enjoys weekends on the beach sporting his sandals and white tube socks. 
he gets a lot of joy in Saturday metal detecting. His greatest find was a thimble from one of the original <laughs> Monopoly games found on the beach at Atlantic City. He is the president of Hackman Wealth Partners, Russ Hackman. I never knew that about you, Russ. Well, you Dave, were, so. the, team, the production team snuck that in. I mean, the, the white tube socks. Okay, I've got and a, I, I got a, I got a bone to pick. That was not supposed to get out. Didn't but anyway, know you let's were get the, so let's passionate get. about metal detecting, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're ready to roll. Let's get into this. We got Let's some good stuff. It. Our categories, by the way, retirement rules of thumb. Uh, we're going to cover uh, penalties and also retirement savings vehicles. We got a lot to get into. Let's start with retirement rules of thumb for 200. Many considered this age to be the magic number at which people could retire. And I got to make sure I phrase it correctly, right? So I got to say, what is age 65? Correct and correct. And it, now, I guess the origins go back to Social Security with that in Medicare. But what, it, there is no magic age now, is it? I see it all over the place from people wanting to retire at 60 to, you know, people in their 70s saying, I got no interest in retiring. And, and right. everything in between. Well, you're so, dead. 80. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he retired at 80. He loved it up until the end. And, and you know, it's kind of sort of eventually time to go. And there's a lot of our clients who, uh, you know, switched to part time, a lot of flexible careers uh, in many, many areas. So more and more of that going on. So. All right, I want to try to win. So that was two hundred bucks or fake bucks in my pocket. What's what's up for 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 four hundred bucks? And that is going to be same category. This rule of thumb involves withdrawing a specific percentage of retirement funds annually. Well, I can see where this game is going because that there's the there's the quote unquote correct answers, and then there's what I'm gonna some of them I don't like, right? So the answer to this is what is the four percent rule? That is correct, and that is would you call that outdated now? Well, I just don't like it. Period. Because I mean, it might kind of work at times saying, hey, if you take out 4% of your assets, you know, you you can be reasonably each year in retirement, you can be reasonably sure you're not going to go broke. But A, that's extremely non-scientific and is mightily dependent on interest rates and stock returns and and and, uh, and other things. And the other thing I don't like about it is it says, well, gee, if our portfolio goes down in a certain year, which it will mm-hmm. some year in retirement, even even the best possible portfolio will go down some years in retirement. Uh, you know, that says, okay, well, we got to cut our spending just because the market went down last year. And to me, that's crazy because to me, the, the, the elements of the right kind of plan are, I got a budget and I know the markets are going to move around. And as they move around, I'm not changing anything, right? That's the best kind of plan. Mm -hmm. We're going to live our lives. Like we planned on living our lives. We're going to take those vacations and we're not going to be like, Oh, cut, cut that next year's vacation. Cause the market had a bad year. Forget about that. Forget about that. Markets markets have bad years. That's what history says. So don't let's not set ourselves up for having to react to them. You're on the board with 600 and let's move. We're still on retirement rules of, thumb let's move to 800 the 60 40 portfolio would be split among these two classes well again the answer to that is stocks and bonds that's their right that oh i forgot to say what is stocks and bonds are stocks and bonds still right but anyway (laughs) we know that i don't like that answer because i was just talking about it that that's not the right portfolio you should have less most people should have less than 50 percent stocks more than half their money in safe money basically nothing in bond funds and uh you know, most people do have bond funds in their portfolio. So let's transition to another opportunity. Come in and see us. Let's look at what's in that portfolio. Let's see what belongs and what doesn't and get you in the right context as this 
market uh, continues to fluctuate. Next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. To schedule 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Coming up, we continue this game of financial jeopardy. We're back with the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners, and we are playing Financial Jeopardy here and covering the expanding the categories, uh, kicking off and welcoming in October Financial Literacy Month. Let's go to the category of penalties for 200. Russ, if you begin your distributions from an IRA prior to age 59 and a half, you would encounter this penalty. What is 10%? So, yeah, that's the penalty if you access retirement funds uh, early, plus you owe tax if you take money out early. Let's move so on. We definitely, definitely don't want to see people taking money out of their IRAs, and obviously that's part of, part of good planning. But real quick, opportunities open up for you at 59 and a half, don't they? Well, that is right. A lot of folks can move money out of their employer plans uh, at age 59 and a half, even if they're still working. As you know, those employer plans are uh, generally pretty restricted to stocks, bonds, uh, these target date funds, which I don't like because they've got bonds in them. And um, you can move your money out generally of most employers at 59 and a half, at least in the private sector. So penalties for 400, the amount of time an individual has to roll over funds from an IRA or qualified plan before incurring a penalty. That's a technical rule. What is 60 days as you move money between retirement accounts typically can be done a lot faster. But obviously, consolidation is a is a big thing that we preach. You don't want to be 80 years old having 12 different accounts. It's a lot of paperwork associated mm-hmm. with consolidation. The 60-day rule is part of that. But we're glad we have a great operations group to help people. We never have an issue with those kinds of um I was wondering whoever faced that penalty, you know, you've got some time. It can can happen. It can happen because some of the, like some of the employers insist of if they've, if you want to roll it to an IRA, they say, well, we want to send you a check made out to uh, your Fidelity IRA. We can't send it directly to Fidelity. There's some silly rules around that for some plans. So it's, it's, it's not always so straightforward as you think. So the operational element of what goes on is, is something that, you know, we're, we're very attuned to because the the movement of money, the movement, the administrative side of of your money is not really any simpler than the financial side of your money. It's that Wall Street has not crowned itself in simplicity of paperwork. <laughs> Plus, you got the IRS rules and oh god, IRA more rules and you know yada yada yada, as they would say on Seinfeld. Uh, and that makes sense. You add in all that paperwork. Penalties for six hundred by waiting to begin collecting your Social Security benefits, you may gain up to... And that is what is 8% a year from age 62 to age 70. So I think most people know as you wait to take Social Security, you'll you'll get 8% more a year by deferring. And then once you start, you do increase with inflation. Um, You know, a couple of things to say about that. One, people do ask me commonly, hey, do you think Social Security, when the trust fund, quote unquote, runs out that we're going to have any risk to our benefits. I really don't think so. You know, the, uh, you know, if, if 
Congress and everyone can conjure $4 trillion out of nowhere for COVID. I really believe that they can do the same exactly. for social, secure, social security, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and, you know, despite the inflation it unleashed and all that, but they can do that for social security. The people that vote, they're not cutting your benefits. If you're my age or younger, you may have something to worry about. Our kids definitely have something to worry about. There'll but, be some changes, um, you know. They're going to be diluted just like they were diluted, you know, earlier retirement ages were changed, et cetera. Um, and social security strategy, like when does a, uh, if you have a couple, if you have a single person and in the context of when are you retiring, what's the best time to start for long-term strategy? That's a key part of a good financial plan. We do that too. Um, You're on I the board at 2,600. So yeah, we're rolling. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll have time for one quick one, huh, Dave? Well, maybe we can get in yeah, a quick one. 800 uh, penalties. If you miss your first mandatory retirement plan withdrawal, you might be subjected to this hefty penalty. Well, uh, that's what is 25%. That's required minimum distribution penalties. Uh, managing RMDs, part of a part of a plan. Uh, and a good financial advisor will really monitor and take care of those for you and also give you a read on where should you take your money out of because you don't have to take it out of each vehicle proportionately. So uh, transitioning to one more opportunity to come in and see us for a second opinion, complimentary financial plan, portfolio, x-ray, all the good stuff that we talk about as uh, myself and our team meet with folks each week. Uh, next five callers, Dave, uh, that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. We're not talking cost or obligation here, but very informative. Come in and schedule 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. And coming up soon, a client case study from Russ. you get a clear picture of your financial life that is the goal of russ hackman clear hair jack young the team at hackman wealth partners and uh, this show in and of itself is very informative and educational and we're actually observing what is coming up and that is financial literacy month uh yeah for the entire month of october we're doing that by playing financial jeopardy and we're having fun with the two covering different categories in the financial universe and of course it with Russ Hackman as they pertain to um, retirement planning. So let's move into retirement savings vehicles. Russ, you're on the board at uh, 3,200. So let's keep going. Retirement savings vehicles for 200. A traditional pension was essentially replaced by this retirement savings vehicle in recent years, or actually a couple of decades. Well, yeah, that's what is a 401k, right? So, um, you became basically you became responsible for your own retirement, and in uh, in large part, almost everybody is. Even Start if you going back to the eighties, really, right? Right, and yeah. basically the you know the big employer, you know, two things happened. The the big employers said we can't manage this anymore, and uh, secondly, you know, the nature of the job market changed. Right, it went from you know people working for companies for decades right. to. I don't know what the average duration. I mean, these kids in their 20s and 30s, I mean, they stay at a job for more than like four years. I don't think Yeah, so. you know, a couple of things, Russ, I'm interested. That's a really good point about why maybe the 401k was the best move. But also, uh, given longevity, would uh, pensions these days even be sustainable? Yeah, I mean, that's um, 
you know, pretty hard to afford. And, and frankly, you know, a lot of the pension obligations out there are now uh, in the public sector. So we have some clients, you know, who are in the public sector who on the federal side, the, um, you know, the, the, the pensions are okay. On the state side, they're pretty great still. And uh, the flip side of that is they're very much taxing the, uh, you know, they're very much taxing mm-hmm. li- literally and figuratively the, uh, you know, financial resources of the states and cities. Uh, right. So if you look at, and even if you look at your property tax bill, like, well, why is this so high? You know, well, often it's, they're paying, <laughs> you they're paying teacher administrative <laughs> pensions in your, and you know, where you live. Playing financial jeopardy with Russ Hackman. And we're on the uh, category of retirement savings vehicles for 600 Russ. This tool helps you create guaranteed lifetime income. Well, that is what is an annuity. That's really the cor- correct. Are you yeah. gonna, do, oh, do I'm I sorry. I'm six, a terrible 600? game show host. Yes, you are correct. But I was curious. I mean, because there are different types of annuities, right? Well, right. And I think this is the, this, the, the uh, you know, in our, uh, in my upcoming book, I've, I've sort of teased some of the, I've said the, the, the title for my upcoming book is Wall Street is Not Your Friend. And right. my upcoming, I mean, sometime next year. So let's not be on the end of your set of your seat. <laughs> Turns right. out that it's a lot of work, even uh, like good editors and stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I have the chapter on annuities is called The Scarlet Letter, I think. You know, Ooh, remember from uh, yes. you know, back in Hester Prynne and the, the Scarlet Letter. And A, the A, right. Right. So this. This this term A is really a loaded term that uh, and it's loaded for a few reasons. One is that there's a lot of marketing for and against annuities, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, well, you have some people uh, that say you should never buy an annuity. Some people that say they're you know, if you meet somebody who you know is only life insurance licensed, they'll say you know an annuity is basically an answer to everything. Uh-huh. Like if all you got is a hammer, everything's a nail, right? <laughs> and the, the, the reality is that an annuity is just a contract with a life insurance company, an investment contract. Uh, life insurance companies are in the investment contract business because they can offer certain guarantees that other types of companies cannot. And they can offer, uh, you know, one of the types of guarantees they can provide is if you give us a lump sum, we'll give you a lifetime income out of it. Another type of guarantee they can provide is uh, we can give you a portfolio that has upside, but it has uh, principal protection. We can guarantee you against losses. Mm-hmm. And annuities, not only are there different types, uh, there's variable annuities uh, that are more like what I would consider very expensive mutual fund portfolios. So there's a very, the reason this term is so loaded is, is all the marketing for and against them. And the breadth of sort of either very high quality or very low quality products. But uh, the same thing exists, excuse me, in the mutual fund industry. There's great mutual funds. There's Mm -hmm. terrible ones. So it's like everything. um, Good and bad. You got to dig in and, you know, see what might be right for you and what's not right for you. But it is a... uh, it's this one that should have been a thousand dollar question, Dave. I, I <laughs> well, you're at four thousand, and now we're moving to the eight hundred uh, retirement savings vehicles. This retirement savings vehicle can be started by an employee, even if another plan is in existence. 
Yeah, you typically can contribute to an IRA, sometimes either a Roth IRA, even if you're in a 401k. But would you or would you wait until you maxed out the 401k or how would you that work? You definitely would max out the 401k. Uh, the other thing that we've been talking about on this show is sometimes if you are talking about, and most people are not maxing out their 401k, so I would just do it that way rather than start separate small IRA accounts. Personally, mm-hmm. uh, I very much like, and we've been talking about using Roth 401ks. Yeah. So depending on what tax brackets you're in, if you're not making a stratospheric salary, can really be a great move to contribute to the Roth portion of your 401k. And yes, that causes you to pay tax on that money now, but tax rates are low. Mm-hmm. And depending on how much retirement money you have set aside, it really may not make sense to you to, for you to continue deferring tax on so much because the bill that's coming down the road may be really escalating. When people come in and see us, we do uh, what's called a tax liability estimate that looks at your future taxes and whether you're still working or you are retired, you can get a sense of, hey, how big could these required minimum distributions be? Can they kick me up into a much higher tax bracket? Because there's this um, you know, largely fiction that your tax bracket is going to be lower in retirement for many people who have saved well and have a lot of people, a lot of money rather in uh, 401ks or IRAs or 403bs or TSPs or the equivalent, then they are going to face some very high uh, withdrawals from those mandatory withdrawals from those plans and managing those and seeing how do we get our overall tax burden down and keep it down in retirement is an important part of what we do. It's fairly unique. There's not a lot of folks who do it because it's fairly complex. Uh, The big big box firms uh, don't do it. So good opportunity to transition. Come in and see us for that second opinion, tax liability estimate, tax reduction plan that we provide in all of our complimentary consultations. Let's offer that, Dave, to the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Again, 617-674-2000. Coming up, Russ helps a single woman protect her nest egg. Russ Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners, and this is the Wall Street Sweeper. We're here every week with Russ and Russ, Claire, Jack, all the team at Hackman Wealth. They're there with the mission of helping you get a clear picture of your financial life. Uh, Claire had shared a great case study with us earlier. Now, Russ, you have one, and I think this is interesting. Uh, I I do love the case studies. Many times they're involving couples. A little bit different this time. We're we're right. you're talking about a single woman. Yep, and we do have a lot of uh, you know single clients, you know men, women, you know divorced, widowed, widower, etc. Mm-hmm. And obviously, in that context, uh, you know sometimes the um, you know barrier to getting the right plan in place is even higher because you don't have somebody else to rely on, right? So, right. Um, in this particular case, uh, a radio listener came in to see us. She's, uh, you know, single and never married, no kids, very happy that way, Uh, 68 years (laughs) old, uh, loves to go cruising uh, with her friends. 
Uh, she's retired. I, we have a lot of clients who love to cruise, right? You know, and we all share travel stories from mine earlier in the show uh, about Munich and Bordeaux to clients all the time telling me about their destinations. And, you know, in a perfect world, the vacations that people are going on is part of what we contemplated in their retirement budgets. And therefore, yeah, exactly. And that, that makes me extra happy. Mm -hmm. But in her case, she came in to see us retired modest pension from the private sector uh, and her social security were taking care of a good portion of the amount of the income uh, that she needed. She'd done a very good job saving. It's just for herself. So it's a, you know, million and a half dollars saved. That's, you know, that's a very good number. Um, she was needing a little bit of income from that now just to kind of supplement her social security and her pension maybe a little more income later on as maybe inflation might kick in. But above all, and this is a case for a lot of people we meet, that their nest egg, their savings is a rainy day fund that they're looking to protect and grow, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, when I generally, if I, if I meet people, whether they have $500,000 or $15 million, and anywhere in between, and we talk about like, hey, are we trying to achieve like kind of, if we could achieve kind of quote unquote boring returns in this sort of five, six, seven, eight-ish range, mm -hmm. you know, without a lot of excitement, like wouldn't that be good? And, and you know, almost everyone, uh, no matter how much money they have, says yes. Bring on <laughs> the boring. <laughs> bring on the boring, right? Because, <laughs> right. you know, because I'm fond of saying, and you know, it's only, only kid, only when you're a kid are surprises good, right? <laughs> right. We don't so, want surprises, yeah. Adults really don't get good surprises, right? I, you know, I'm struggling to think of one here. Generally um, not. It's not to say I want a surprise party, Dave, so don't go, you know, making any plans. Oh, <laughs> I'll have to get in touch with Claire on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so for her, it's kind of like, hey, protect and grow this. And I'm seeing the volatility, Russ. I'm seeing what's going on this fall. I see what happened last year. I hear what you're saying on the radio that last year wasn't even a cat five storm. I think you could almost say that, you know, in 2023 now, we almost got one of those, you know, when they were in hurricane season now, right? So they're always saying, well, hey, there's like a tropical depression out there and like, you know, maybe it could get us, right? So yeah. I don't know. There could be some tropical depressions forming. We've even had some of the rain to, uh, you know, to come along with it. And, um, you know, in her case, we looked at the portfolio. She had, um, you know, kind of a standard big box portfolio uh, of that million five, about a million in stocks, you know, about 60, 65 percent stocks, about 500,000 in bond funds. Uh, we dug into that portfolio. We went through our portfolio X-ray as we do for every person or couple that comes in portfolio X-ray cost and risk assessment. So we saw, well, gee, well, first of all, as we just took a quick look at the costs, they weren't totally out of hand, but she was paying her big box firm 1% plus within the mutual funds, the stock and bond mutual funds that she held, the average fees in there were 0.4%. 
So she's paying 1.4%, but really it actually added up to like 2% a year of what I would call drag uh, relative to just what the indices are doing because mm. her mutual funds were also underperforming. Uh, so we see that a lot. There is just a lot of low hanging fruit there that gets me excited when people come in, mm -hmm. not in the sense that, hey, you're, you're costing yourself money, but gee, like if we can take 2% and chop it in half on a million five, you can save 15,000 bucks a year and wow. you do that for the next 20 years. That's amazing. And that's pretty awesome. Right. And it that's really is very common that that is doable because there's just a lot of inefficiency out there and extra costs. Uh, the other thing, but yeah, I wouldn't say that was her, you know, that was an issue she was facing. Another issue she was facing is, well, I think, and, and our listeners out there who are our most regular listeners, you know, they know what I'm going to say next, which is, Okay, well, having two thirds of your money in stocks when you're 68, uh, that's not a great idea. That's a lot. Right? That's too much. We can see that, okay, if we had a Cat 5 storm, which happens every five to 20 years, and the stock market drops in half, well, you're going to lose 500 grand. So somebody right? put her like, into 60 40. Is that right? what so basically? 60, 60 40, or maybe it had drifted up to 65 35. Or, uh -huh. you know, who knows, right? But whatever. And then she's a third of her assets in bonds, you know, and our regular listeners know, okay, hey, that's dead money, right? You lost 15, 17% in those bond funds this year, and you're now losing another two to 3% on those. They're yielding three and a half percent or something, even uh, maybe a little more, but like, hey, I'd rather have my money in CDs making five and a half percent now than may or 5.4% than having money in any bond fund. Yeah. Truly. Right. Right. So especially um, some of the losses you were talking about earlier. Yeah. So for her, she's like, OK, well, I was down like 17, 18 percent. I'm up. I'm kind of up this year a few percent, but I'm not really fully coming back. And, you know, this storm is brewing. So, um, you know, as we got into the solution, it's yeah, we wanted more than half of her money safe, 60 uh, percent of her money safe, really. And, you know, what's safe? Uh, CDs treasuries under one year, investments with principal protection plus upside. And we wanted 40% max for her in stocks, right? I like every asset, if possible, to be generating cash flow, some dividend paying stocks on the stocks that she was going to hold. Um, and really, it's a matter of getting the, alloc the asset allocation right, getting the fees down, and getting cash flow on all your assets. You get those things right, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, we're bumping against the end of this segment, Dave. So let's do offer the opportunity to the next five cars who have saved $500,000 more for retirement, the opportunity to come in and see us. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Next five at no cost, no obligation. Uh, let them take a look at, at you and what you're bringing to the table and offer solutions for you, as Russ just shared. 617-674-2000. Coming up, final financial jeopardy. The Wall Street sweeper. Yes, Russ Hackman sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street for people in the Boston area and beyond. But his four offices around Boston, which one's convenient to you? Downtown Wakefield, Hingham, or in Waltham? Russ, Claire, Jack, and the team ready to talk to you. Uh, Russ, we've had fun today with uh, Financial Jeopardy. You have racked up 4,800 show dollars. So, you know. All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know what time it is. It is that time. 
for final financial jeopardy. You have $4,800. How much will you wager? Uh, we we got to go for the whole thing, Dave. I mean, come on. I thought you would. <laughs> so $4,800. Well, here's the answer on final financial jeopardy. The most important four-letter word, and keep in mind, this is a family show, to consider <laughs> when preparing for retirement. Well, I mean, that's got to be planned. Right? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> you got to have a plan. Maybe in the days of pension, you didn't need a plan, but you sure do now. You sure do now. And then there's a big difference between a financial plan and a portfolio. So if you're looking at those statements, and I mean, everybody tells me like, hey, here's my statements. I don't get it. Right. I mean, there's rare exceptions to that. Like, I don't know what all this stuff is, why I have this, that or the other fund. Uh, and, you know, a real plan addresses not just, hey, I got a set of investments, but it addresses the things that are actually important to human beings. And what's actually important to human beings is, you know, I've talked about this sometimes, Dave, you know, you got what they call Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Remember that? Like mm -hmm. you, know, you need food and shelter and, um, you know, all the things that, you know, that, 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 that you need as a human being and, you know, up at the top of the list is like Instagram likes. Right? <laughs> but anyway, right. that is number <laughs> one now. Facebook right. friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh. and there's a financial hierarchy of needs, which is, you know, first of all, adequate cash flow. Second of all, you know, protection against market blowups, you know, third of all, uh, some kind of tax management plan. Fourth of all, what am I going to do if I need long-term care? Uh, how do I combat inflation? Um, uh, so on and so forth. And all of those things are, and a written answer to those things is just a critical part of a plan. If you don't have that, you don't really, you know, you don't really have a plan. So, uh, again, thanks you for everyone so much for uh, tuning in every week. We have so many uh, regular listeners and I meet listeners uh, every week who come in and, and say, hey, I've caught you one time. I've caught you 10 times. So it's it's great. And they obviously they've caught uh, Jack and Claire as well. So that's always really nice to hear. And uh, a good chance. Our final opportunity, Dave, to the next five callers to come in and see us for a second opinion. Complimentary financial plan. To schedule at one of the offices around Boston, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Again, 617-674-2000. Congratulations to Russ Hackman, racking up 9,600 show dollars. A perfect <laughs> show, a perfect competition on financial jeopardy. We'll see you next week on the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman, Claire Hare, and Jack Young are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, BWA, a registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. BWA and Hackman Wealth are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Russell Hackman, Claire Hare, Jack Young, and their guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed.
guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject covered. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Indexed or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, or surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer. Agents receive payment in the form of commission and or other compensation, such as a percentage of the organization's profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A Item 4, for additional information.